Kia and welcome to the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I am your host, Jordan. I am mum to two beautiful little boys, Jai and Ali. I also host the Your Birth Project online hypnobirthing course and the Mini Kiwis First Aid course for parents of under five-year-olds. And I have an online store attached to Your Birth Project, which encompasses everything pregnancy, birth and postpartum related. So just absolutely love that side of the business. I'm also a very, very passionate storyteller and a lover of all things birth. So hence why I am leading you on this podcast. I'm not an advocate for any particular type of birth or model of birth care. I am simply here to hold space for this platform for you to share your beautiful stories with us all. You'll hear stories of joy, of heartbreak, of love, of loss, and each family has a different experience to share. I'm trying to bring to light stories that we often only tell in the darkest of places or to our closest of friends, but really are so important for everybody to hear. So I hope that you love the podcast of these beautiful families all over Aotearoa and I will let you jump into the podcast now. Enjoy. I have got a little bite-sized episode for you today and I thought I would try something new that we haven't had on the podcast before. I have so many questions that come into the Kiwi Birth Tales email and uh, Instagram inbox and I wanted to start answering some of them through here because I know there's also a huge community of you who listen to the podcast but actually don't have social media. So I thought I'd answer some of the hot topics on here. Um, Hopefully they are going to be useful and informative and just I guess a reminder that I'm not an expert. I am still learning about being a parent every single day. I'm yet to find a real parent uh, expert, (laughs) but these are just my sort of experiences, but I am also taking your feedback as well. So a few of the questions that I will answer for you on here, I will have received feedback from you on um, with a question box or your messages or anything like that. So yeah, let me know if you find this useful. If you like this episode, I would love for you to give me a rating on whatever podcast app you listen through. Send me a message on Instagram at KiwiBirthTales or an email KiwiBirthTales at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you if you want to hear more of these I'm going to try and do once a week um, and just see how we go so yeah let me know Alrighty. so the first question I am going to answer today is from the Kiwi Birth Tales Instagram and it is around juggling two little kids so do you have any tips for how to do a nighttime routine with a toddler and a newborn and I feel like I am still learning this Ali is <laughs> seven months old and Jai is almost two and a half and we definitely still juggle this. So I think in the first, you know, um, couple of months we had Joe at home too. So we were super lucky. But uh, if it's me and the two boys at home now, which is quite often in the evenings, I will try to keep the same routine with them. So I always try and have Ali um, in his room and starting to go to sleep by 6.45 at the latest. So I sort of work back. From there, I make sure that Jai is um, well fed (laughs) around the time that he's hungry. And so we eat dinner, I'll feed Ali at the same time, and then I take them both into the bathroom. And I will either put Ali in his little snuggle bath and Jai in the actual bath and just put them both in there together so I know that Ali's also safe and not going to be like 
tipped over or pushed under <laughs> by his big brother. Um, so I'll try to do both of their bath time at the same time. But if Jai is being a two-year-old and not wanting his brother in the bath at the same time, then I'll get some toys for Jai to play with and just quickly bath Ali. And then I will swap them over. So get Ali out of the bath and get him dressed and pop Jai into the bath and let him do his thing. And I just like keep us all in the bathroom all together. I make sure that I've got uh, their jammies and their nappies and everything that I need for their bath. And then I'll just change Ali while Jai's in the bath. He's pretty independent in there and like it's a bath shower, like one of those sort of older ones. So um, he's pretty like confident and fine with the shower on or the bath. So I'm always there with them. I never leave them in the bathroom alone. Um, but yeah, that's sort of how we do bath time. And then once they're changed and warm and in their jammies, we'll generally go back out to the lounge and I will make Ali a bottle while Jai watches um, something on YouTube or a movie like Moana or something. And if you're not a screen time fan, then this would be the time that you would, you know, use books or other toys that they like to play with. So I make Ali a milk and then I'll feed it to him while Jai's doing his thing. And more often than not, Jai will want something in the time that we are feeding. And that was the same when I was breastfeeding and Ali was really little too. So um, if we were ever alone doing the nighttime thing. And honestly, most of the time I would just stop Ali's feed and help Jai if he was getting frustrated, um, especially when it's just me at home on my own, because I find it's actually easier to like resettle and get Ali back feeding than it is to have Jai standing there throwing a tantrum because he wants something or wants my help with something. So that's usually my approach is like sometimes I'll say to Jai, no, I can't help you right now. I'm feeding Ali you'll need to wait, why don't we try something else and see how that goes. But if I know it's going to turn into a tantrum, like I'll just pop Ali down, help Jai with whatever he needs and then feed Ali again. Like most of the time he's happy to do that. And then when it comes to bedtime, I will usually bring Jai into the room with Ali and I. Um, if we've got time, then we'll read Ali a book and Jai's quite interested in doing that at the sort of age that he's at now. So that's quite a fun thing to do and then I'll just give Jai we've got like a little um, night light in Ali's room so shut the curtains um, turn the night light on and his rain or white noise turn that on and it's pretty loud <laughs> like quite a lot of noise gets blocked out by that so um, and the room's quite dark then so I'll either set Jai up with um, another couple of books that he can see with the night light or I just give him my phone to watch something um on quietly while I am putting Ali to bed so if Ali's finished his milk out in the lounge he won't need any more while um, I'm putting him to bed which is great but if he does need some more then I'll feed him in the room with Jai sitting up on his on the sort of single bed that we've got in there and Ali's usually pretty tired and ready for bed by that time so and I did the same when he was a little baby too so I just set Jai up with his um, phone with a phone or a book or whatever he wanted to play with at that time and just tell him we need to be that was quiet time now Ali's going to sleep and then mummy can play with just you so he's usually like happy to be quiet if he knows that the one-on-one um, -on -one time is coming after that so I will just put Ali down into his bed and um we've sort of worked on like self-settling in the night time so sometimes it will work and sometimes it won't so if it does then that's great and 
pop him down in bed, give him a few bum taps, and then Jai and I will go out, and he's usually fine. Sometimes we'll get out there, and then I'll hear Ali, hear Ali cry, so I'll have to go back. Um, and Jai's sort of learnt, like, okay, if I just stay out here in the lounge for a couple of minutes, mum will be back soon. And I'm really conscious, and I don't know if this is of interest, but I'm really conscious of, like, everything being locked and safe when I'm doing that. So um, if I have to go back to Ali at any time and make sure that, like, all the doors are locked, um, there's nothing, like, immediately unsafe that Jai can get into. Like, he's pretty, like, just interested in what he's doing at the time, but he is also a toddler, so I just make sure that there's nothing he could get into much trouble with, um at that time and then I'll go back and settle Ali and then try to quite quickly come back out to Jai so that's usually how we approach the night time sometimes it's just an absolute shit show like don't get me wrong I'm talking about it on a good night (laughs) um sometimes like if Jai's just losing his shit then I just know that like tonight's not going to be our night and that's okay I think I don't try to have too high expectations of what our evenings will be like when I'm on my own. Um, but I do feel like they get used to the routine as well. Um, and yeah, so that's usually my approach. But if I need to, I ask for help. Like Joe's parents aren't too far away from us. So if things are turning to shit, or I would call my mum and just say, like, I need your help. <laughs> Please come over. Um, I'm definitely like now with two, I'm far less I'm just like I would way rather ask for help if I need it than sit here and struggle through a whole evening and just be like totally losing it by the end of it so I'm obviously really lucky that we have family around that I can do that with and I don't do it very often but I definitely think if you need it then yeah and you have that opportunity that would be a tip from me so hopefully that's helpful um jump into another question Okay, so there's one about the transition of going back to work and I feel like I can talk about this um, two times because I've done it twice now with Jai and with Ali. So with Jai I went back to work when he was about seven months old I think and we were really lucky that Jai, uh, Joe was um, stay-at-home dad so he stayed at home with Jai and that was just incredible. Like I felt really comfortable and happy that um, Joe was looking after him. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Home and we were really lucky to have that luxury at the time, but then um Jai also did start at daycare for a couple of day or a couple of mornings a week when he was about 10 months old, I think. So that sort of transition was much easier because it was Joe that was looking after him. I felt really comfortable with that. So that was definitely a luxury. This time around with Ali, um, I haven't really stopped work from a owning my own business perspective, but I did take parental leave from my day job um, and I finished up work, I think I was about 30 five weeks pregnant I want to say maybe yeah 35 36 um and I went on parental leave and then I had planned to go back to work when Ali was around seven months which is what I've done I've been back at work for three weeks so far um and yeah I think it's really hard like you just have to weigh up I guess financially what works for you and your family like childcare is expensive um life is expensive (laughs) And it's also a matter of whether or not you're someone who needs the um, 
I guess stimulation of having work to go to and um, what that sort of looks like like for you as well in your career so I think there's lots of different things that you consider when you are thinking about going back to work and it's obviously super individual but for us um, yeah we sort of are at a point at the moment where I need to be working Joe's started a new job which is amazing but usually I'm our main income earner and so we're pretty reliant and used to my income so definitely feel like at the moment for us it makes sense for me to be back at work but um, it's been a transition for sure like obviously I'm still um, getting up to Ali in the night and Joe's still getting up to Jai in the night like that whole sleep thing just plays a huge impact on the way that you feel going about your day because you're just that little bit more tired and then in terms of having someone to look after him or going back to daycare we've decided um, we're again really lucky we're working it between uh, both of our parents so my mum and Joe's dad um, or mum and dad on Fridays and then we have um, Ange who runs beach kids which Jai goes to she is Ali's nanny for three mornings a week which is just amazing she's yeah so awesome with him and we're really lucky to have her so we're just doing a massive juggle basically between all of us and we're making it work for now and then I think we'll probably start to transition Ali into a couple of days of daycare around the same age that Jai was like 10 or 11 months Um, I think from a social perspective I really love what they get out of daycare and like I go there and or I see their photos and I'm like man I just I'm so not that mum I'm just so not like um, I'm not a sensory play (laughs) mum I'm just useless at that stuff I'm useless at arts and crafts and like the one time I've tried to make play-doh Jai looked at me like what the fuck is going on here (laughs) mum so like we'll bake that's about as far as my like you know fun fun mum stuff goes outside of like being outside and doing things outdoors so I really love what they get from daycare and um yeah so definitely we'll be sending Ali there when he's a little bit older but for now just really the transition for me I think is being able to switch between like mum mode and work mode and and juggling that load that you feel as a mum um remembering things like I just still have brain fog and like I just find it hard to switch between the two all the time and um, I also get a lot of like fulfillment out of my professional career too so there's definitely benefits um, and it is super nice having that regular paycheck coming in every month Um, but equally balanced out of course with childcare payments and everything like that so yeah I think the transition of going back to work is really difficult Um, you've got to do what feels right for you when I was planning when I was sending Jai to daycare I went there so many times for so many visits. Like, I'm pretty sure the daycare people would have been like, can this, like, absolutely crazy mum just leave us alone? But I wanted to make sure that I felt comfortable with every single person that was going to be looking after my child and that they knew him really well and that he felt comfortable. So spend as much time there as you want. Like, make sure that you're happy to do that. Um, Whatever makes you feel the most comfortable. But I just think you have to be really easy on yourself. Like, it's such a hard, it is such a hard thing to do. Even if you're ready for it, it's still a hard thing to do. So I think you just have to be really kind to yourself. Hopefully you've got an employer who is really reasonable and flexible and understanding about the fact that you've got a baby. Um, And that is your priority, right? Like if 
my kids are sick or something happens and I need to drop everything and go to them like that is my priority and I need my workplace to be supportive of that so I think having those sort of conversations up front when you're planning on returning to work and what does that look like for you and your employer is really important so hopefully that's helpful okay I might do one more I'm not even sure how much time I have taken up probably too much already 15 minutes all right (laughs) um And this one is around birth anxiety. So um, the question that came in is, I'm a first-time mum due to give birth in three months' time. I am so anxious. What can I do? So I think um, birth anxiety is really normal, uh, especially this is sort of societal pressures and norms that come around childbirth, I think, for us. And a lot of that is because our perceptions of birth have come from places like the movies or stories that we've heard that can be like quite traumatic or scary or negative. Like I feel like a lot of the stories that I had heard when I was younger was how much childbirth hurts and like all of these things that can go wrong and you always hear like really sad stories in the news and things like that. So I think a lot of that drives our anxiety Um, and I do talk about that like our perceptions of birth and how that shapes the way that we feel subconsciously I talk about that in the Your Birth Project course it's like a huge section because I think it's really important to understand where those perceptions come from um, in the first place but in terms of dealing with that anxiety I think um, listening to positive birth stories so you could find them on this podcast there's lots of other amazing resources and podcasts that you can find positive birth stories on um, Australian birth stories is another really good one and there, yeah, there's heaps of podcasts out there that you can listen to um, lots of positive birth vlogs or stories on YouTube that you can search for and that's all free um, and then you could seek out like birth educational knowledge because I think that's my other key tip is yep seek out positive stories so to really surround yourself with those and then equally um, go into your birth as informed as you possibly can I, I read a quote once around um, you wouldn't like just go to a car dealership and buy a car without doing any kind of research beforehand so why would you go into childbirth that way like I think it's like literally one of the biggest moments that you'll ever experience in your life and going into it informed and with some knowledge and like your eyes open about what the experience could be like and obviously there's so many different ways that your birth can turn out but just understanding the different like processes of labor and the way that your hormones work and your birth environment and choosing where to give birth and you know there's so many different choices that we make along the way and I think being informed when you're making those choices really helps um, with anxiety so that would be another sort of really key tip of mine is invest in birth education whether it's free online there's so many free resources that you can find and I'm constantly posting tips about birth and setting up for your best birth and everything like that on the All Birth Project um, Instagram page but Equally, there's some incredible um, resources that you can pay for, like the Your Birth Project um, online course. There's lots of online antenatal classes. Join antenatal classes in your area. Like, definitely encourage you to just seek out as much education as you can. Read books, listen to audiobooks. Just, yeah, find things that make you feel um, like you're adding to your birth toolkit. Like, really consider what your best birth looks like to you. Don't let society put their pressures on you um, in deciding what that looks like. 
and then yeah I think just really adding to your toolkit lots of pieces of knowledge and information and being able to make informed decisions will help so much with birth anxiety so gosh I'm passionate about that topic I feel like I'm out of breath (laughs) Um, I just could speak for hours about preparing for your best birth and like birth anxiety and all that sort of stuff and if it's really something that like you don't feel like you can get past talk to your midwife about it ask for resources around feeling anxious about your birth like she can help you as well um or she could point you in the direction of someone else if your anxiety is like really overwhelming and like overcoming you as a person so I think there's lots of places to start and then there's also a huge road huge road of places that you can go to if you need that extra support so yeah feel free to always send me a message um if you are wanting to talk through birth anxiety because I am super passionate about making sure that our mamas who are out there giving birth so and feel really good about the experience that they're going into because childbirth truly can be just the most incredible thing so I might leave you with that <laughs> I think I've got through three questions um, hopefully that's a good little bite-sized episode for you and let me know if you enjoyed this episode I'd love to hear from you if you want to hear more of these um, what topics do you want me to talk about and yeah Otherwise, you will hear a beautiful birth story episode coming to you very soon this week. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Talk soon.